Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in to our 18th official episode of The Booth with your boy Isaiah and only your boy Isaiah today. Carol, unfortunately, he's been really busy. He's not going to be able to come in these next few weeks, but hopefully we can get him back soon. But it, taking his place today, we have a special guest, someone that I knew from high school. Didn't get to see him for years and years. We ended up reconnecting, and he has this really, really cool story that I think you guys are going to all really enjoy. His name is Mark Dash. And they say hello, Mark. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Yo, Isaiah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, bro. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. I'm really happy to have you, bro. And number one, the reason that we're here, people are probably wondering, so what's, what's so special about this Mark guy? Well, what's so special about this Mark guy is I don't know how many people know about flipping houses, but Mark over here took 142 days to flip a house now i don't know if necessarily the audience knows what flipping a house exactly is so we're going to ask the expert over here what does it entail to flip a house man well it's essentially a flip so you buy it for a certain amount you put a little bit of money into it and then you try and stake it for a little bit more okay. so like <laughs> no man i was about to like reference a drug deal <laughs> <laughs> We don't do that here on yeah. the booth. That's okay. That's okay. Continue. No worries, man. No, but like it, it's 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 not as complicated as people think it is. It's literally you're buying, you, you're looking for distressed properties. So like the numbers have to make sense. So you're looking for like foreclosures, maybe people that are like a little bit older. There's a turnover in the neighborhood, something like that. So you buy it for the low and then you do some work and you uh, sell it for the high. Okay, I see. So what motivated you? to do that because I know that you were in school right you were studying and you decided that listen I don't want to do this is not where I see myself going I don't think that this is necessarily for me and I'm going to try and do something that's going to really push myself and this is not something easy so what made you want to kind of take that that leap of faith um to be honest like just um really frustrated with just being in the school setting I mean it's I like I gave it my best shot and like I know there's so many people that say like oh school settings not for me but like yo what am I going to do but I found myself like I was I was doing construction work like on the side so I at one point I was just like skipping school when my boss would hit me up hey you want a roof or like you want to do this I'd be like yeah I don't care like even though I had class so at one point I was like okay how long am I going to do this for um like I felt like I did like a photography program and it had been three years and I finished all the photography courses so after that I just had like uh, an English and like gyms to finish so I was like I felt like I got what I needed so I was like I, I talked to my parents about it and I was like you know what like let's go try and do this you know so your parents were 100% on board with you kind of taking this this risk yeah 100% like I'm really lucky like uh, my parents are like really supportive and like they obviously know that I've like had trouble with school just because they've like lived with me and stuff <laughs> for sure yeah, oh, yeah, like, they, they live with you that's yeah, good yeah you know good. They, they're there with they're like oh, what the fuck how would I have school and I was like oh man you don't want to hear about it like but um no and it was just essentially just being frustrated with the situation I was in for a certain period of time that I was like pissed off enough pissed off enough to like do something about it you know okay so where exactly did you go again to do this flip? Uh, Daytona, Florida. So that must have been beautiful then. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, the, it's the 386. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 386. You were definitely there for a while. So now that we've talked about, okay, your motivation, how did you actually proceed to do this flip? Okay, because listen, I'm 
probably listen. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm terrible with my hands. Okay, when it comes to building, when it comes to building shit, okay, that is not me. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm definitely gonna have to hire people to fix things around my house. Okay, I'm not ashamed to say that. So, can you give me like that kind of that carpenter's breakdown to what exactly were the steps that you feel were the most difficult, and what did it really take to kind of start from the ground and kind of create this beautiful home that you ended up making? Um, to tell you the truth, like half of the shit I was doing, I'd never done before. <laughs> <laughs> like straight like up, the honesty. But like it, it like people overthink it. It's like you just have to be willing to solve the problems, and that requires effort. And it's just it's sometimes overwhelming and it's scary. But it's that's that's essentially what I did. I'm like, okay, I know how to do a handful of things. Um. And my dad, he's pretty, like, he's always done stuff around the house, so he's, like, always a good reference. Um, but it was just, like, okay, breaking stuff down and just, like, taking one day at a time, like, okay, I'm encountering this problem. How do I solve it? Okay, YouTube, Home Depot. You start asking people around, be like, I uh, I don't know how to um, install toilets. Like, I've never done that before. How do you do it? You just hit YouTube. You, like, watch 10 videos. Okay, now you have, like, a kind of idea of how to do it. And then, like, you just try it. That's crazy how YouTube now is, like, basically your your own, like, personal teacher, right? Oh, like, no. what you just said is that, like, you were honest enough to be like, yo, I don't know how to do this. I'm just going to go into YouTube and hit a quick Google search. And that stuff was actually effective enough to, like, really teach you how to do that? Yeah. I mean, you. the thing is you have to do your research, right? So it's, like, not every video is going to be like, okay, boom, this, this is exactly what I need to do. What... Like this, depending on the situation, like okay, uh, this toilet is a little bit smaller than the other toilet, so it's like it's towards a bad example because like literally the it's, <laughs> it's the a same shit example. It, yeah, it's the same <laughs> installation every time, but like, like with the floor, like uh, there's different clicks, right? So it's like a floating floor, so each piece would like slide into each other. Okay. And there's like a male, female that slides, but depending on what floor you get, the slide might be a little bit different. You know what I mean? So it's you just do your research. And then don't be afraid to try. And then often what would happen is I would do it and then it wouldn't look good and I'd have to undo it mm. and then do it again. But that, but like now, it's like experience, right? That's just like experience. Did you ever feel like, was there a point, okay, while you're doing this, while you're you're flipping this house, right? You're you're in the gutter, you're, you're grinding, you know, you're in day 75, right? You don't know when you're going to finish, right? Because I'm guessing you didn't exactly have like a, a timeline, like a specific timeline of when you wanted to finish. So was there ever a point where you were like, I don't know if I made the right decision. Did I make a mistake coming all the way down here, putting in this much money to fix up this house? Did you ever have any regrets in that moment? 100% <laughs> bro. Like one, dude, it was, I was in the trenches every fucking day, man. Sorry, am I? Are we like just? Uh, you can cuss. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, like it was war, dude. Like, my initial plan was to do this in two months. So like, and people that know me that were like talking to me like as the flip, it's like classic. There was always like, yeah, I'm home in like three weeks, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. But man, like these. The thing is, is that when you're doing a flip, um, new construction is like more predictable to like time because it's like okay I know it's going to take xyz to do whatever you need to to be done but um when you're uh renovating a home you might like okay the floors need to re be replaced but then you rip out the floors and then you like you realize okay the ducting 
is is messed up. So then you got to fix. I'm sorry, it. what are you ducking talking about? What what is the ducking? <laughs> okay. Excuse me. So um, <laughs> for our non carpenter friendly people out there, because I I'll be honest, I don't know what ducking is. Uh, I don't even know if I'm using, but it's like duck work. So it's like the like, for example, um, air conditioning. It has to like go through like a metal, um, like circle or like sometimes like a rectangle, and like it goes to the vents. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's almost like a, it's almost like the framework yeah, kind of exactly. thing, the ducking. Okay, I see. I see. Just wanted to clear that no, up. No. Just wanted to clear that up. My fault for not explaining. <laughs> no worries. So you were you were saying that you basically felt that feeling every day. Did you feel that feeling where it was like some days obviously are better than others? But was there ever a point where you're like, you know what? Maybe I should, maybe I should wrap this up. Did you? Did it ever get so bad that you thought? I don't know if I'm actually gonna be able to complete this, and this this might I might have to abandon ship. Yeah, there was there was always doubts, and like like I said, like every day I ran into something. Like you obviously make a plan, and to attack the day, and then when you show up and that plan gets like sabotaged by something you didn't expect, it's like the feeling is like oh man, like you you're so discouraged. But it came to a point where I was like I've put too much money, and if I go home. Like, what am I going home to, in a sense? So it's like I had to, like, I wasn't in school. Uh, I Like, I dropped out. So it's like, this is, this was it, man. Like, it, well, at least, I, obviously, if I, like, worst case scenario, like, if I didn't finish, I would have, like, recouped and then tried again. But I had a strong sense of being like, all right, like, my friends are still in school. I'm not in school. This is, like, this is, like, I have a crazy opportunity right here. Like, I can't fail. So, like, I put, a, like, a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I did whatever, almost like I had to, to get it done, you know? Well, that's, like, that's a great mindset to have. And what I liked to have, what I liked what you said was that you said, worst case scenario, even if I failed, I would get up and try it again. Now, like, now that right there just shows the kind of perseverance that you need. Because you said that you were on it to do that in two months. So, we're talking 60 days. You ended up doing 142 days, <laughs> so clearly, like you went in there thinking head honcho macho, like I'm coming in, I'm gonna get this done. And obviously, you like you said, you were running into things that were completely changing your initial plan. But after all of that, that heartache, all of the pain, all of the grind, mm -hmm. when did you start to kind of see the finish line? When you started to look at the product, because like I'm just picturing like that extreme makeover home edition kind of like oh moment you're looking around the house and you're like yo like i did this or we're almost at that point where i feel like i've completed my goal uh i think i got that feeling when um i was able to start like living in it mm. so it's like hey the bathrooms were done uh the kitchen was installed like the electricity was hooked up because i didn't really go over this but when i when i got it i had never flipped the house before so i didn't really know what to look for so I thought it wasn't going to be that bad, the renovations. But then, um, like, I checked the panel and, like, all the wires are cut <laughs> to the panel. Um, like, the I needed to install new plumbing. Like, they had ripped out the copper pipes to, like, sell for scrap. Like, <laughs> that's what I, this is the type of place I was dealing with. I needed to put a new roof. Like, I didn't realize that I needed to put a new roof. Like So you literally went in there... And was like, okay, I actually have to do everything. You had to redo everything. We're talking plumbing. We're talking oh. insulation. We're talking from literally the ground up. I mean, okay, uh, yeah. So it it had. We tried to salvage as much um, electricity as we could, so like keep most of the hard wires. But yeah, we were changing the whole. 
like I put I I took down like a wall and I was rearranging the layout of of the place. So yeah, it was a we had to put a new panel. We were putting like new circuits in there. Um and then shout out to my friend Corey, uh Corey Shepherd. He he flew down and helped me. Wow. Help me handle that like a champ. So he was your was he your only your only teammate during this entire thing? Uh him, him um and my friend David Hills, uh John Saunders helped me out a lot. Uh who else? My, my parents, shout out to my parents like my mom dude could not have done it without her. Awesome. And uh yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. So basically you were like so if you guys have ever seen Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Okay, basically that's what they do, right? They basically they tear the house down and then they build it right back up, right? Real nice to put in the money for it, right? But like, you know the teams. If you remember that, if you remember that show, we're talking hundreds of people. Okay, you just named like a a preschool class, like like <laughs> like you you have like maybe like seven eight people that did this. So the fact that you were guys were able to do that, and I guessing you were obviously the head of it. You were the one was kind of managing everything was there any any point obviously being a small team where you were maybe getting into arguments it's getting frustrating because obviously you guys are dealing with this is not like um you know working a desk job right you guys are working with like heavy machinery lots of tools people can get hurt things can happen you're doing a lot of physical work was there ever a point where it'd be like hey man like yo why don't you shut the fuck up man like i told you i got this right was there any points where you guys were kind of getting at each other um only like to be honest, no, not really. There was only one time. <laughs> there was only one time with 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 my friend Corey, bro. I swear, dude, this guy works a mile, dude. He he, high frequency. This guy, man, this guy can move all day long, but he never wears his tool belt. So this man is running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, dude, strap your tool belt on you and just. That's the only thing, but like I could hear it in your voice. So that was the one thing you guys should see his face right now. As soon as he said tool belt, a little vein popped out of his neck right there. No, but I mean, the job I like to keep it light, man. Like, we get like a ghetto blaster 3000 and we're just jamming to a playlist all day. And it's it's supposed to be like I've worked for guys and it's like you don't want to make a wrong move and it's not fun, man. It's supposed to be fun, like, wait. So it's enjoy what you do, you know? But yeah, it does get stressful. And I'd say the only time I'd really get upset was like at myself for like if I had made a mistake and I didn't learn from it. And then like like a couple of days later, I made the same mistake. I'd be like, man, that's like, okay, I, I'm wa- I wasted one sheet of plywood. That's money. Like that doesn't need to be wasted, you know? Well, that's like, I think that one of the things that probably taught you so much from doing this, right, is working with because this is your own investment, right. right? Working with your own investment. Right. So it's literally like doing a startup business, right? This is like you putting in a certain amount of money and you're actually taking that that dive, that risk of like what you just said. Listen, that one sheet of plywood, it's not like it's the company's one sheet of plywood, right? Or, you know, your boss's one sheet of plywood. It's your sheet of plywood. Mm-hmm. So everything that you were doing was all your investments. All of the money went into all of the tools that like you were putting in. So for me, that must have been... A, a crazy experience for you to know that everything in front of you it's like on your shoulders it's your money so i can understand why you're saying i felt like i had a lot of pressure but did you feel like that pressure you know you can't make you know the saying the cheesiest saying but it's so true you can't make diamonds without pressure did you feel that because of that pressure uh, you were able to do a better job i mean uh, yes and no it's there's like a fine tipping point between where uh pressure is good and then where it can break you. So there was points where I was like 
incredibly demoralized and be like, okay, uh, I need a day off. Like, I'm not, like, it would be like, okay, I've worked 14 days straight without a break by myself day in, day out. Uh, I don't, like, I'm encountering, there's, like, too many things on my list. Like, I didn't know how to manage it. And then by the end of it, I would, I, I found that, like, I would make a list. I would have, like, a master list. Be like, and, like, label big things like kitchen, bathroom, bedroom all that stuff and then I would have sub lists for each individual thing I had on the master list and then I found that once I started doing that everything was much more manageable and but things had to be done in a certain chronological order for like structural reasons yeah for structure (laughs) yeah exactly so but once I had an idea on like how to manage that everything got a lot less stressful and I said you know what I just you have to adjust your standards too. That was another big thing that I'm like, "Hey, I'm just going to it's going to take as long as it's going to take and that's it." Like that's probably the hardest thing though is knowing that it's like not necessarily in your control that you 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 know that you have all the school all the tools and all the skills to get it done, but yet that doesn't mean that it might not rain or there might not be crazy wind or that a piece of plywood might break or you run out of batteries. So no matter what your plan is, with anything, there's going to be there's going to be something that throws you off course. No, for sure, man. You just you have to be flexible. Like I would say, one of the biggest factors day in day out was the heat. Like the heat was. I would purposefully like wake up well try to wake up as early as I could to beat the heat and then around lunchtime I would just like leave and then come back at night mm. and try and, and try and work my days cuz Florida it's like it was so you were working at night partially I like late like to a certain point I think like that's very safe no I mean <laughs> <laughs> but when when I was inside and I had electricity I had lights and stuff but um no, but at one point I felt bad for my neighbors. I'm like ripping the saw at like twelve o'clock at night. Oh, bro! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were that guy sawing at night. Oh no! Come man. on, Mark. You were really that guy, bro. I definitely would have chucked something at you. 142 days of saw. I don't. No, think no, so. no. Not every day. Not every day. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little consideration for sure. But yo, man, when you finally got it done, okay? When everything was done, all right. After all the grind, and you looked at your your masterpiece your did you feel what was the feeling that you expected when you went in to how you were going to feel and what was the reality of how you actually felt um to be honest i thought it wasn't going to be good enough like my expectation when i was doing it i thought i'm like hey, this is my first one um i wanted to look a certain way in my head my cuts probably won't be straight or like it wasn't like my expectation was like i just don't have the skills to produce what I wanted, and then um, when it was done, it it was a weird feeling. I wasn't like, it was more, it was a bit nostalgic in a way, like, cause I was showering in a bathroom, but like I had put every single tile in that bathroom. So I'm like just showering, I'm like, ooh, this is like cozy. But then I'm like looking at every. I made this shit. That's <laughs> it, bro. And that that was like that was the best feeling, like that was the best feeling, like living in the place that I'd put, like, so much time into and just, like, I knew everything about it, you know? Like, I I put everything in here. I painted every spot. That must be quite the feeling. And now that it's over, now that this house is built, 
what is the the status now on uh, on this house now? What is the uh, the current update? Because I know that you came back. When did you come back again? Uh, I came back mid June. I think like the second week of June. Okay, like the second week of June. So it's been you know roughly a month and a half or so. How uh, how are things going with the house? How are how are things holding up? So it just Hurricane Dory came in. <laughs> oh shit. So I have no idea. It's true, right? But um, no, I'm not. I'm not like too worried. And uh, prayers uh, to everybody, by the way, right, for right. being affected by that. Shout out. Um, but um, no. Uh, it's still on the market. It's still on the market. We have uh, an agent working on it. It hasn't sold yet, but I have confidence that it. These things take time, you know. Oh, for sure. It never like believe me. When you, how many times you see certain houses and it's like, oh, it's a beautiful house. It just takes time, especially when it's these tough real estate markets sometimes. And you're down in the states in Florida, so I'm sure it was probably in a nice location by the water. Uh, no, it was actually <laughs> in a. Tra- it was a trailer park. <laughs> I flipped a trailer. It's not a house. It's a trailer, but it's like it's like a. It was like over a thousand square feet. It had like a Florida room mm. deck. No, I did a good job. Don't worry, we'll be posting a picture of this house, guys. It is very, very nice. So, one last thing, Mark. Thank you so much, by the way, for your story. But I want to ask you one last thing: Are you planning on doing this again? Hundred, per- dude. This is my life now. Like this <laughs> is my life now, man. Uh, right now, I'm like in uh, carpentry school to like get my cards and like do this properly because there's only so much I can do without my cards. And, um, yeah, in a year you'll be, I think, it'll, I have to do this full year of school, but as soon as I'm done that, man, I'm on to the next. On to the next. Well, bro, thank you so much for your time, Mark. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. I hope this inspires you guys to be self-sufficient, okay? Learn how to install a toilet, okay? Learn how to cut some plywood. Learn how to build a house, okay? Because you know what? If you got to pay someone like Mark, He's going to take all your money. No, it ain't going to be cheap. It ain't going to be cheap. (laughs) So, guys, thank you for tuning in to our 18th episode of The Booth. Mark, again, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having – thank me for having you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm a little drunk. I'll see you guys soon. Take care.